it's funny because one of my coworkers she posted like who wants to go see the first purge with me and i was like i haven't seen the other ones and she goes it's the first purge i'm like oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) i'm like all right she got me on that one Welcome to episode 61. This episode 2 is see we talk about Order 66 for what, story from the land of toys, and why is Anton so fascinated with insects? I'm Al Flores. I'm Anton Duong. Anton, how's your week been? Uh, it's been quite a week, I guess weekend, because uh, I kind of made a pit stop in California. Yeah, it was random. <laughs> Yeah, kind of random, but it was for my cousin's wedding. She uh, had her wedding at the Crystal Cathedral. It's it's actually... Not, not a body of Christ now. <laughs> it's actually not the Chris, Crystal... Uh, not the Crystal Cathedral itself, but it's one of their new buildings. I don't know if you've been there recently, but they have this uh, kind of like state-of-the-art type building where it's like an amphitheater, but also... Yeah, uh, that's that's Catholic money, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the, the Catholics bought out the church. It's no longer the Crystal Cathedral. It's the oh. body of Christ. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, they were, uh, shoot, I want to say three, uh, yeah, I'd say three, four years ago. The, yeah. church, the church was going bankrupt, so they sold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really, really close to it becoming um, the new city hall for, I, I want to say Anaheim. That would have been an interesting place. <laughs> well, like, like I don't know, like, official city hall, but, like, something for, like, town meetings or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this new building that they got, it, it's like a, like a multi-purpose room. And yeah. it's very open. And when you get, first get into that uh, first floor, or the floor that's pretty much even with the streets, mm-hmm. it, it opens up and it, it looks very nice inside. Very open, and they can just put, like, anything. You can... Use it for anything that at all that you want. You can make it into like a a, a meeting room. You can make it into like a, a big banquet hall or whatever you want to do. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Come on, Anton. You know how us Catholics like to have a uh, banquet halls for every every occasion possible. I don't. It's insane what you guys <laughs> do. Like you can just do anything with that room. Get get give us a uh, what you call it like a blimp uh, hanger and we'll we'll turn it into a quinceanera. <laughs> hence that's why they call it multi-purpose room yep yeah but anyways uh it's, it's nice it was a nice wedding and came back for some food i don't know if you've been to this place called the vox the vox uh sounds so familiar it's it, it's a fusion place um I, I i think vietnamese food has has gotten to a lot of different cultures with fusion where's this at uh, this is uh, where you used to work. Uh, it's at the corner of. Oh, is it the place where the Burger King used to be? No, no, it's not. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, because I know that I know that shopping center. Like it's they've torn down a lot of the, the restaurants. Um, oh no, it's Starbucks now. No, the Starbucks has been there. Are, are, are you talking about Beach and I mean, sorry, Beach. Uh, Westminster and Brookhurst. I didn't used to work at Westminster and Brookhurst. No, 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 I'm talking about, is that the Burger King that you're talking about? No, 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 no. There, there, there used to be one across from Miles Square Park. Oh, okay. There used like to be, be yeah, yeah. There, there used to be that and also the Blockbuster. Yes, yes. I forgot about the Blockbuster, yes. <laughs> yeah, but yes, now they changed that into a restaurant called Brodard, uh, which close at the other location uh-huh. but anyways vox is in the very corner next to that theater oh, okay, okay okay yeah that that vietnamese theater thing yeah so the vox uh what they do is they do fusion vietnamese and also peruvian food combined uh so it's filipino <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I don't think the baby comes out like that so i mean it's a little tanned baby but no, I don't think that works. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just so, trying to think of that that food that food mixture there. Yeah, so I've eaten a lot of Peruvian food, mainly like fried fish and their skirt steaks. 
Oh yeah, even the rice is good. There's like the little oh yeah, with it. yeah, it's freaking delicious. So I guess what the Vietnamese did was they fused uh, the good stuff that's already in Vietnamese cuisine, and they fused it with Peruvian because. You know how like Peruvian steaks, like uh, you know, they they're very tender, they're very juicy and soft, and you eat it with the rice, and everything's just good, right? Mm-hmm. So what the Vietnamese people did was they took shaking beef. I don't know if you ever had shaking beef. The it, it's a Vietnamese cuisine where it's like an inch steak, okay, cut into cubes. But the choice of cut and the, the, the way that it's marinated, it is so soft. So they fuse that with, um, what is it called? Uh, it's steak and, f- steak and potatoes, which is steak and fries. So kind of okay. like uh, steak frites. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, they made that dish. And, and dude, it's freaking amazing. And I don't know if you... Well, how often do you eat Peruvian food? Uh, it's been a while, but uh, it's still good though. Uh, maybe yeah, you, once, once or twice, once or twice a year. Not that often. Yeah, because you know that green sauce that they have. Yeah. The, like, the yeah. spicy one or the, the just the flavorful one. Well, it, it, usually, like when it's spicy, it, you do taste a flavor too. But uh, I've, I think I've only had the flavorful one that you're talking about. Okay. I, I've never had it really spicy, but this place. They they kick it up a notch. It's pretty spicy, but it's good. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. So I highly recommend that place, dude. You gotta check it out. Yeah, and now that you mentioned Brodard, I have been to that one, but I've been to the one on Trask. Oh, the fancy one. Yeah. It, uh, something something's unsettling about fancy and Vietnamese. Something is <laughs> missing there. I don't know. You, you know what's interesting? This this new place that they built is yeah. a lot even it's even a lot nicer yeah it, it, cause you know what because i i i picture fancy with like you know utensils a lot like well i guess the plates are about to say, but like you know the use of utensils stuff like that but like some of the vietnamese food is well it's finger foods but you know chopsticks too so i don't know it's kind of weird and the uh, flavor, the flavor wasn't fully there. I think like that that goes to the whole hole in the wall places, you know, for both for both Mexican and Vietnamese food. Yeah, you, you know how uh, it looks like at Gen, the Korean barbecue place. Uh huh. That's what this new Brodard place looks like. Mm. It's it's on the modern edge, with the classy style. Okay, well, I'll try the other location. Yeah. Or- all right. Well, for my week, mm-hmm. I absolutely have no clue what I did. I, wow. It's, it's been a... <laughs> like, I, I really don't know what happened that, like, last weekend. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what happened, too, because uh, I, I saw you on, I guess... Friday. Friday. Yeah. And I just left you there. I don't, I don't really know what happened to you, dude. dude well, you know what? I, I've been so sleep-deprived the last couple of days. I think Saturday... I just kept going in and out of sleep. Like, mm. honestly, I, w- I would, like, be awake for two hours and then knock mm-hmm. out for an hour. Be awake for two hours and knock out. It was, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> um, wow. And then I just had a, a, I just worked Monday and Tuesday, and then I've been off the 4th of July, and I'm off until Monday. Well, so. fasting forward, let's get into <laughs> news. All right, news time. All right, Anton, what's the first thing you got for us? So, Dice Tower Con is happening in Orlando right now, uh, starting on July 4th, which is yesterday. Uh-huh. And I wanted to go there so bad. I was hoping to get tickets uh, now, last minute. It's already sold out. Why is that surprising? <laughs> I know I'm 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 disappointed. I I really uh, wanted to go. Um, so Dice Tower Con is a convention for board games, and okay. there's a couple of them throughout the year. And I think this is probably like the second biggest uh, board game convention. And I didn't even know that this was a thing in Orlando, but uh, 
I just found out very recently that there's this board game place down the, uh, like two cities away in Castleberry. Okay. Castleberry. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Castle, <laughs> Castleberry slash winter. I'm going to open up this uh, drink I got here. Wow, that was, a lot of, that was a lot of gas. Yeah. Was it the yogurt soda? Oh, no. <laughs> like it's, you're sipping it <laughs> It's actually what you uh, recommended me for the past two weeks. Oh, bubbly? Yeah, it's bubbly. I got this strawberry bubbly. Yeah, I like that one, but I don't think it's the best one. Mm. What do you think? It's uh, It packs a punch. There's more fragrant uh flavor to it than the lacroix lacroix yeah i think what i like about it 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 doesn't it doesn't taste like carbonation yeah i think that's what i like um that's the problem with a lot of the carbonated carbonated waters and carbonated uh flavored drinks is that i just get that carbonated aftertaste with bubbly i don't yeah so anyways there is this a a board game place in uh winter park area slash castleberry and they sell a lot of board games, some that you can't find at Toys R Us. Well, you can't find it there anyways eh? anymore. That was <laughs> too soon, Anton, too soon. <laughs> you can't even find a Toys R Us. Yeah. Except <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, w- w- with that place being there, I guess, you know, board games are pretty big in Orlando or Florida in general. So, uh other than that, I, I really want to go because there's so many games there that at the convention that is like 50% off. And uh, after the convention is over for uh, throughout the day, like, you know, after after a full day of going into the convention, you can actually go to the uh, the main floor. And at the main floor, they just have board games laid out throughout the whole entire place. And then you can go in there. You can just play with anybody. Ooh. So it's kind of like a, a a place where you can just geek out, but board game style. So yeah, it, it, I wish it, I'd it, gone. So it was a range. It's a range of board games, not like specific like Dungeons and Dragons or Munchkin. It's other kinds. Of- it's everything, dude. It's crazy because people would bring their own games too, and if they don't want to play that they can play something else or they can bring out their own games and just ask people to play oh nice yeah yeah it's been a while since i played a board game and you have a game night or something yeah and uh, i'll probably talk about a uh, board game a little later on sweet sounds good Mm -hmm. uh last week we talked about we kind of teased about actually two weeks ago we teased about amc trying to compete with movie pass but we really didn't have that many details yeah, thought, so did you fish out more? Yeah, I did fish out more because I actually signed up just to see what it's all about, <laughs> and what and why would I waste more money when I already have the movie pass? And I'll tell you why. Oh, uh, you 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 mentioned it in the, in the <laughs> other one, the, well, the the part that intrigued you. Yeah, see, the the thing that really interests me is you know I like to see a lot of movies in IMAX. I just, I like to see a lot of movies in uh, Dol- Dolby. Mm-hmm. Um. Or AMC Prime, whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, so many different names for it: Dolby Atmos, Dolby, Dolby Theater. It's yeah, the 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 premium viewings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's worth it. So <laughs> that's why I want to see it in that. But if I want to see IMAX or Dolby, 3D it would be also, right? Oh yeah, 3D also. Uh, it would be like you know over. 10 bucks oh way over yeah like 15 <laughs> well over here is 15 i don't know how much it is over there uh over here for no actually 17 dollars yeah i would say it's probably around 17 over here i think over here is like 14 dollars for a regular movie and mm-hmm. then three dollars extra for the, uh, the premium viewings yeah so i was thinking of doing that today just to go see ant-man and instead i was like you know what for an extra three bucks, I can just sign up for this service for a month and see see what it's all about. True. And let me tell you what, I, I love the way that you can go on the app and just choose any movie, any time. And you don't have to be there at the theater to check in and then 
choose what movie you want to watch. So it's like a Fandango. You get to buy your ticket ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. So you go on the app, you choose the time you want to watch, and then you can choose up to three movies. Let's say you want to watch the same movie all day long, back to back. You can actually do that too. I would say, who would do that? But then I'm like, no, Anton would. (laughs) Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I think that's really cool. And also, uh, it's three times a week. So you can pretty much watch up to... um, I think you just said it. 12 times? Yeah. Oh. Um, Yeah, Yeah, you can watch it up to 12 times a month. Oh, I I thought it was uh, three times per month. No, it's three times per week. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. not bad. I mean, you got that. That's if you like, you know. Oh, I, I want to go to the movie on Friday, Saturday, and you know, check out a movie on Sunday. That works. Yeah, out. yeah, and I, I think that's really cool. So, other than that, if I were to compare it to how the Movie Pass is doing it, we were reading the perks last week, and I think that's actually happening soon. Uh yes, they they've already sent out an, for Movie Pass. They already sent out an email explaining. Uh, actually, it took effect today. The the mm-hmm. peaks. Yeah, the peaks. Uh, or what's it called surge pricing. Um, I didn't encounter it because I went to the movie today and I didn't encounter that. But the in the preview they showed a surge price of like three forty five. Yeah, three forty five sounds about right because I mean they they cover at least like twelve to thirteen bucks. Yeah. And then whatever's left is what you cover. Which isn't too bad, but thinking about it, if you were to watch like uh three movies in a month that is a, a premium movie, it would cost you over twenty bucks anyways. So I think well, the AMC A list is a better choice. Well the thing is it's not it's <clears throat> not like it's like all movies after five o'clock are gonna have search pricing. It's very specific times. Mm. So it, it say the seven o'clock, uh, say the seven o'clock one is search pricing, but the six o'clock or the eight o'clock one might not be. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I think it's mainly going to be an issue for opening weekends at very specific times. And um, do you, I, do you think they're doing this because they're trying to make some money back? I I think so because I'm trying to think of like what other maybe like some some theaters have complained, but at the same time like I don't. Like it's still seats being filled. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't understand it. So this has to be only for Movie Pass's benefit. Yeah. See, the one thing that I really like about the Movie Pass is that you're able to go to any movie theater brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then AMC A list, you're just dedicated to one theater brand. Yeah. So that's uh-huh. the only thing because I like to go to the local one here, like I've said before, because they got recliners on all of the theaters. And that's talking about Century because uh, mm-hmm. it's the one down the street from us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't like and I don't like Centuries or Cinemark's movie thing. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, so far I'm liking it. Maybe in the future I might even get rid of Movie Pass if they don't do anything better than uh, AMC A list. Uh <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm waiting to see what their IMAX and 3D upgrades are going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, All, right. Yeah. All right, so a quick update on Toy Story Land. It opened last week, and it is insanely busy. I bet. Yeah, I told you that I was with my family uh, relatives that came over here to visit. Even though Toy Story Land didn't open yet, I could already see the flow of people that came in early just to experience all the other parks before Toy Story Land opened. And, dude, it is insane. For the Slinky Ride, the Slinky Roller Coaster, it's uh-huh. it's the it's the main attraction there. And the line was seven hours long. Uh, seven hours? Yeah. I mean, I, I would do whatever I can to, you know, just try everything out, but... It is insanely, ridiculously that's, packed. That's terrible. I think the worst I've ever seen any attraction at Disney is uh, uh, Guardians me, of the Galaxy. Three hours. That's the for, worst I've ever seen it. For me, it was um, it was Cars Land. It was four and a half hours. 
Uh oh yeah, but uh, yeah yeah that's probably when it first opened, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, Green Gots here in Orlando too. Uh, that one took me about uh, three and a half hours, so it wasn't as bad. As bad, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's seven hours. I just wait over the top. That's a whole day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why parents would even do that. That's crazy. Uh, it's not parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's I think you know to be honest, it's probably people more our age or like in the mid mid to early twenties. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've I've met a few AP holders before, and yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're some they're crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh let's get into movies, dude. All right, movie time. All right, so first quick rundown. Uh, box office numbers, no surprise, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is still number one with over $297 million as of July 4th. And this and is your movie, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> it is not. I forgot who owns this one. I need to update the numbers. Uh, that's depressing me really quick. Mm-hmm. I think that's yours, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I, uh, I was going to check it right now. Screw it. I'll check it later. Uh, next one, number two, is Incredibles with $468 million, Number two. And number three, surprising this uh, opening this weekend, is uh, the, the First Purge, which mm. I have not seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, number four, and only mentioning this because it's the one that I saw today, which is Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Okay. I'm I'm sad that the purge is beating that one. Wow. <laughs> I, I see. I never really got into the purge. I, I, mean, I know what I, I know what it's about, but it doesn't really appeal to me. But surprisingly, <laughs> it's a very popular movie because they keep making sequels and prequels. Yeah, uh, it's like any horror movie. I think as long as it has some following and it's somewhat cheap to make, they'll just keep making them. Like Saw. Yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> It's funny because one of my coworkers she posted like, "Who wants to go see the first Purge with me?" And I was like, "I haven't seen the other ones." And she goes, "It's the first Purge." I'm like, "Oh, that's true." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "All right," she got me on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you can tell, people that can, you know, give me a smart ass answer like that have known me for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but as I mentioned, I did see Sicario de Soldado. Uh, this is follow- This is a sequel to the first Sicario with uh, Benicio Del Toro, who plays a hitman. And in this movie, he's trying to start okay. a war. Well, he's trying to start a war. So the United mm-hmm. States uh, has now recategorized the Mexican cartel as a terrorist organization. Mm. And so they're like, all right, cool. So we're going to add them to our hit list uh, as a terror group. But it's stupid of us to go against an enemy that's unified. Because as many drug cartels as there are in uh, in Mexico, mm-hmm. they're all kind of an imbalance. You know, they they all have their own territories and they they respect each other's territory. So the United States say, well, before we start the war with them, let's start a war within themselves first. And uh, that's when they bring in uh, Josh Brolin, which you know, ten, half an hour into this movie, I realized. Holy shit, this is the third Josh Brolin movie I've seen this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. Uh, Deadpool. Uh, I mean, yep. yeah, yeah, Cable Deadpool. and Deadpool. Yeah. So I'm like, holy crap, this guy's busy. Um, so that's when they bring in Josh Brolin's character, and then he's like, I know a guy that can do this for me. And that's when he brings in Zaniso Del Toro's character, who, play, who's played, uh, who plays Alejandro. Yeah. See, I'm always a big fan of... Um... Benicio del Toro. He's always good in every movie I've seen that he's in. I forget that that uh, del Toro is legit Hispanic. <laughs> like he he's he was born in Puerto Rico, so uh-huh. like he actually knows like he you know he grew up speaking Spanish and stuff like that. So that threw me off when I, when like in the in the movie he's like speaking like one of my uncles, <laughs> <laughs> like very like, not just Spanish but like very casual Spanish with slang. Yeah. Uh, well, he- oh. Well, he what? is an actor. 
<laughs> no, but like there, there are certain situations where like, okay, they're speaking like Spanish, but they're speaking Spanish, Spanish, like from Europe. He's speaking Spanish like, holy crap, he's my drunk uncle at a, at a you know, quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he's from, uh, he, he lives in Southern California. Southern, yeah, he's Southern California, but he was yeah. born and raised in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but he's catching with the slang with the Mexicans here. True, he knows what's up. <laughs> he hits up the yeah. taquerias after filming every time. <laughs> uh, and another honorable mention, uh, it's going to be Isabel Reyes, who plays one of the daughters of the car- uh, one of the cartel bosses, and uh, she's the target to kind of spark the war between the cartels. Yeah. And what a, what a great way to just mix the 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 war. Just some little tiny little girl. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like that's no matter how big of a boss you are, mm-hmm. somebody messes with your family, you're gonna you're gonna ask for blood. Yeah, and that's something you getting out of it. Um, yeah, but the, people might remember her. She's the girl from uh, Transformers, the the last night. Oh yeah, she's the one that. Uh acts like she's a badass and she can just be bigger than the robots yeah but the funny thing is she she plays she played isabel in transformers she's isabel in uh in this movie and her real name is isabella (laughs) (laughs) how stereotypical uh no but she's a great actress dude like i cannot like she's uh probably 16 now but i bet you by the time she's like in her mid-20s she's gonna be like a really uh, in-demand actress mm. so i mean i didn't see the first sicario and i was trying to watch it before i saw this one didn't but i was still able to follow along and it didn't really bother me oh you didn't see the first one no i wanted to and because i love emily the blunt. first one is really good the bluntness i wanted to see her but i, I couldn't yeah sicario the first one uh, like i told you before it's very well directed yeah and, and this one too dude it's, um and it's, it, I think that got to me, it's so real. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's how Mexico really is. That's how the, the things really are run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the I told you, right? The first time I tried to watch the first Sicario, it, it was like a curse. I couldn't freaking find it. Or like, either I couldn't get to the theater or uh, one, of my, one of my business trips. I was trying to watch it on the damn plane, and it wouldn't play. It was the only movie that wouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not meant to watch this movie. Um, yeah, so I love the movie. I'd give it like a 3.5. Uh, my only hang-up is the ending. It kind of leaves you like a what just happened kind of ending. Yeah, I felt like that in the last movie too. So, I mean, that's how the first one ended. They came up this one. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to lead to a third one. I think so. That. It sounds like it's a good series. It, dude, it is. It's uh, it's it's just so gritty and real. That's what I like mm-hmm. about it. Real world uh, problems. Yeah. Well, it's just so realistic. Like, like the, just the scenario, is so realistic. Yeah. Um, can that's can you the- can you imagine like uh, the stuff that goes on in the background that we don't even know? Oh, I mean, uh, like false flag operations. Uh, that's, yeah. That's yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, no matter if if the false flag operations are successful or not, we will never know. Yeah, they cover up so well. Yeah, but not just that, but, like, the the cartels are that hardcore, dude. Like, when I was, last time I was in Mexico, I turned on the news, and uh, they showed a politician, uh, she was resigning because she, I guess she was, like, really cracking down on the cartels, and, like, she, she, she wasn't even, like, a high position, think, like, kind of, like, a a city, like city governor, kind of like a like city, city uh, mayor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, ass- assistant to the mayor, and uh, the the cartels, like I guess, like they they didn't like what she was like trying to do. So she says she she got in her car one morning, and as soon as she put the keys in the ignition, she felt a gun to the back of her head, and they told her, "We know where you live. Knock it off." And then, Whoa. like, uh, so that's what she's like. Okay, well, I'm not going to put my family at risk, so I'm out. Wow. Yeah, dude. And, like, now the new, like, uh, uh, Mexico just elected a new president. He promises to crack down on the cartels. 
give it a year before everybody says he's corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cartel uh, runs the country. The president yeah, doesn't run the country. Oh, yeah. But I'm mm. not the only one that saw a movie that, well, today. Mm. What did you see, Anton? I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, like I was talking about earlier. I tried the AMC A-list on that one. Another gritty and real movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just to follow up on, on Sicario movie, you know, the, the vibe of Sicario kind of reminds me of that um, the army, well, it's more like Navy SEAL movie that came out um, probably 10 years ago. It was the one where it was so real, like, uh, when you were watching it, it felt like a documentary. Uh, Hurt Locker? No, it's not Hurt Locker. Um, it came out before Hurt Locker. It, uh, it was where they had to go to the Philippines or something, and then uh, they, they went somewhere else, and these are actually... Uh... You know what? We'll talk about that some other time. Okay. I was like, there's me. a lot, like, there's a lot of Greedy Bird movies. Like, oh, one this, the, this one was like a low budget movie, but it was so real that a lot of people watched it. Okay, so that's not the one I'm thinking. I think I was thinking of like something Honor, something whatever it was. Yeah. So, anyways, Ant Man and the Wasp. So when I got to the movie theater, they the the ticket usher gave me a comic book. And it's in the size of probably one inch by two inch. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they also gave me a magnifying glass. That's so stupid. I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess it's um, only available when you go watch this movie in Dolby Cinema. Oh, okay. At the AMC. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a picture of it later. Dude, it's the words are so small it's really hard to see, but uh, I'm trying my best to look at it and uh I don't know. I think it's just me. Well, high quality printing if it's if it's still small, you, you can oh, still yeah. read them. Uh, I think it's HD printing on that one, so. They have to. If not, it's going to be like a little black blur. Um, yeah. but really really quick though. Yeah, I, I did try to go watch the fan event that they're going to have for it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to skip it because it's a double feature, and I would have been at the theater for six hours. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to be there for that. No, I'm like I'm out. Good deal. So yeah, bucks. Oh well, yeah, that, that's a really good deal. Yeah. Okay, so I really enjoyed this movie, and I really enjoyed the whole thing about the quantum realm. And it, it it does have the same type of vibe as the first movie, which I really like. And I think Michael Pena, doesn't matter how cheesy his jokes are, he's always funny. Well, he was a freaking surprise hit from the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved it. And I, I think it was that um, Edgar Wright writing for him. Okay. I think that's what really, you know, took it home is giving him the the choice to improv his lines. So that's really cool. All right. Anyways, um, great movie. Don't really want to spoil much because anything I can say right now would be a spoiler. So the end credit scene got some people really pissed off. And I, I think it's pissed off as not seeing something that was coming. Uh, like not what they expected. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. The the end credit scene wasn't what they expected. It totally hit them in the face, and that's what pissed them off. But other than that, it's a really fun flick, and I can't wait until you see it. Uh, how was the girl that played uh the ghost? Okay, I actually like her in this more than Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. Yeah, yeah. Hannah, Hannah Van Car, Hannah Van Carmen. Mm-hmm. Carmack or something, yeah. Car- ben Carmax, yes. Yeah, she's actually really good in this one, and uh, I, I really like her acting. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what, and that's what I was kind of feeling the vibe from even just a trailer. Uh, in Ready Player One, I thought she was kind of underused, mm-hmm. and they focused too much on the boss. And I'm like, why are you gonna introduce her if you're not gonna give more credit to the boss? Um, also, one thing I want to say, I got pissed off about the reviews. 
Mm-hmm. They they really focused on the ending. The ending will blow your mind. It really did. No, I know, but I'm saying like really like like it's like they know people were kind of left hanging for uh, the end of uh, ventures. So the reviews focused on how it connects to the Thanos story. Well, you already know. Like everybody's been asking what happened to Ant Man. Why isn't he well, there? He was in well, the last movie. Well, there was theories, mm-hmm. um, but like that's a pissing. Like, really, like they can't focus on the they can't focus on the hour and a half of story. They focus on the after credits, <laughs> and that's a pissing about the reviews. I'm like, really? Uh. All right. I thought so. Out of five, what would you give it? I'd give it a, a three and a half. Okay. Oh, it's really same 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 as Sicario, huh? Okay. Yeah, three and a half. The only reason why is uh, I I thought you know this this movie's great, but the story is just to set up what they need to set up. Did okay? Did they actually make you connect to his daughter, the relationship there? Because the the preview I got at Disney, it felt like they were trying to force it. Oh yeah, where like oh yeah, you need a partner. Yeah. Like it looks like they're just trying to shoehorn, she shoehorn her into the story. No, that she's that a, doesn't really happen till the very end. No, no, I'm, oh, I'm saying like so she's not a big part of the the movie itself. Oh, she she is, but that that wasn't teased at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, it's on. Uh, anything else for Ant Man and the Wasp? Nope. Just go see it, and we'll probably talk more about it. All right. All right. Let's move on to uh, one of our very rare segments books. All right. Let's get into books. All right, Anton. So I finished reading Star Wars Ahsoka. And nice. this is this has been on my reading list for like a year. And yeah. I, finally, I finally decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to read it. Uh, this takes place right after. Uh, Order sixty six, uh, which is the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. See, that's that, that's what I'm trying to do right now. Is I'm trying to catch up on all the Clone Wars before it's gone on Netflix, so I can. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Attack, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Well, actually, yeah, Clone Wars ties into it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this ties into it. So now we get to find out exactly what happened to her. Um, after that, uh. Find out how she's trying to fit into the universe uh, with, you know, the Jedi's dead. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what Order 66 was, it's the order that the clones got to kill all Jedi's in their vicinity. Oh, thank- thanks for spoiling it. It's a major part of the mythology. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know what's, what Order 66 is, get out of here. All right, I'll see you later. All right. Um, so this is actually, it's a, it's a very small story in Ahsoka's like world. She's trying to say like she gets she tries to escape reality mm-hmm. by trying to go to the outer planets of the of the Empire, but the Empire still manages to find her, and now she's trying to you know find that balance between um, is she a Jedi, and is her duty to protect these people. Or is her duty to run away and maybe the Empire will follow her and leave the people alone to begin with? So that's kind of thing like, I think that's a really cool character to really dive into. Well, especially with her, since like she she's like, I'm no longer like I'm not a Jedi, but the people see her as a Jedi. So well, she tried really hard in the Clone Wars to be yeah. a Jedi. Right. But she doesn't see herself as a Jedi, especially after Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I like about this book is it actually it actually ties in other characters that are from the original trilogy mm-hmm. and from the and from the prequels. Mm-hmm. So it really it it fits in really nicely into the 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 chronological story like events. Yeah, canon. Yeah, into the canon and. It, it it seems to leave off right where rebels would pick up. 
So I need okay. to watch Star Wars Rebels now. Yeah. So, I mean, I I really like it. I didn't think I was going to like it that much, especially halfway through the story. But then once everything started getting tied in, I got hooked on it. I give this 3.75? Three, okay. three, three and three quarters? That's pretty high. Uh, how would you compare it to, like, you know, the, the Halo novels that you usually read? Uh, the Halo novels are... I prefer the Halo novels. Well, it depends. Some of them are really, really dry. Others are very mm-hmm. immersive. Um, mm-hmm. I think with this one, it it wasn't fast paced mm-hmm. like I'm used to certain Star Wars, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars books or Star Wars stories to be. Plus, I kind of slowed it down, but it, it's more of a, a getting into the mind of Ahsoka. Yeah, because I I'm trying to compare between the two because I I never really know how you would rate. Uh, fan fiction yeah mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. I, I think it, get, it gets a lot of points just the way it fits in so nicely to everything else yeah uh, it doesn't feel forced and mm-hmm. you do get and you do get a good glimpse of not only ahsoka but the way the the universe was trying or the galaxy was trying to uh, find you know find itself after mm-hmm. everything just got pretty much thrown into the garbage yeah, and I, I like stories like that from Star Wars because, uh, like in the last movie that we saw, The Last Jedi, the casino is a great place. It's a really cool side story, but re- besides the whole section of the movie was too long, I really like that side story. I just wish they cut it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, just- I want to see more of that. I just I just like that how uh, in some parts of the book she they tease that she fe- she feel she feels the the presence of another Jedi at mm-hmm. least one other Jedi but it's almost like they're trying to hide Luke Skywalker no this is uh, well she thinks she thinks it's Anakin but it's uh, I, I I have a feeling that it's uh, Obi Wan hmm because he kind of shut him yeah he shut himself out for a while. Yeah, and he he hit on Tatooine, mm-hmm. so I think that's what I I I'm, I have a feeling that's who she was trying to sense. Um, but my next the next Star Wars novel I'm gonna try to uh, tackle is uh, Star Wars Thrawn. No, don't don't read that one yet. Why? Wait, was that the one that came after? And then uh, it was the Phasma one. I know Thrawn and then Phasma, right? Or is it Phasma and then Thrawn? I thought Phasma came afterwards. Okay, then I guess that's right way to do it. Okay, <laughs> I was like, wait, why? why? Yeah, because um, I'm trying to doubt myself. I remember seeing Phasma came out first before Thrawn, but yeah, Thrawn came out first. Yeah, well, I'm already kind of dipped my toe into it and into Thrawn, mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I so far it doesn't seem connected to anything. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, All right. Also, also, Thrawn seems to be take place way before Phasma, but okay. Yeah, of course. Okay, Anton. Uh, should we move on to another segment? Yes. Alright, let's move on to board games. Alright, so I got a really interesting question about board games. I don't know I don't know if you've ever experienced any type of board games like this before. This is I think this genre has been around for a while. It's just not done as much because nobody really spends $150 on these board games. Uh, No, not unless you have those tables that we were shopping for last time. Yeah. So, they have these games that are called legacy games. Legacy board games. And what they mean by that is the board game is a one-time use. So it's a continuous? It's a continuous game, and it takes a very long time to finish. Uh, ha- have you played Pandemic? No, but we talked about that. Like, I, it's, on my, it's on my playlist, but I just haven't had the right crowd. Yeah. So imagine... Okay, so Pandemic is a really good game that you can play with family, friends. It's just where you're trying to... Uh, save the world and curing all of the diseases 
And they have a legacy version of Pandemic. And what it is, is it goes by seasons. So the first season would be like, you know, um, this big outbreak is happening here. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it started spreading in China and Canada. How is China and Canada connected? You know, like you have to figure out, you have to have like, you know, certain characters and then certain characters that you do have will die and you won't have a doctor anymore. You'll have like a, a, um, a nurse instead, but then a nurse can only do so much. And maybe what happens if the nurse dies too, that type of stuff. So it's a very interesting uh, style of board game because okay. you never know what's going to happen. It's a story that you're on an adventure yourself and anything can happen. So what do you think about board games like that? Uh, it's it's a large investment. And that's the thing that... like it, it It's fun in theory... But unless you have people that are dedicated to it, it's it can fizzle out really quickly. Yeah. So there's this game called Gloomhaven, which is something that I've been wanting to play because it was the hottest game last year that came out. And it's 150 bucks. It's a lot of money to invest into. And uh, the only reason why I really want to play it is because the storyline from what everybody's been saying is really good. It kind of reminds you of if you were to sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. But in this case, it's a board game style. I like the board game style a lot more because you actually have, you know, figures and stuff to interact with. You can see visible you can see visible layout of it. Yeah, instead of, you know, just writing everything down. Yeah. Which yeah, I so trust. Yeah. So the these legacy type of games there are certain cards that you usually play, and then you rip them. Ah! Uh. Which is totally heartbreaking. Like, let's say, like, oh, okay, uh, you read this mission, and then after that mission is over, you, you rip up the card. And uh. then you throw it away. Can you buy other ones, like booster packs for it? No, that's it. Uh. Once, you're, once you're done with the game, or you lose, or whatever, that's that's it. That seems like a, that seems like a scam. <laughs> yeah i yeah so that's that's one of the reasons why i i don't want to play any of these legacy games what happens if you start the game and you you fuck up yeah not just that but like what if you start the game and like the people bail out oh like, that that that's also a, another very interesting thing is uh you can play these games as a one player game or you can have other people join you and play and the cool thing is that, you know, there, there are save points. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, uh, once you play a game to a certain uh, point, uh, you can save it there and it will be a new chapter. So you can play with new players every single time. So you don't have to play with the same people. You just play um, by yourself or with someone until that chapter ends. And then you can start a new one with other people. Got it. So you're, you're like the main character and just fighting... Yeah. You're, you're you're Dorothy and you're fighting the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man. Yeah, like in Gloomhaven, you start with like four to six players, just depending on uh, which players you want to play with. And it's I, I like it because you can actually choose which characters you could play with. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you just name them like you can name the Warlock, you can name the uh, Sorcerer, you can name the Paladin. So I, I, I thought Paladin. that was a Paladin? Paladin, yeah. I was what, like, what did I say? Platin. Oh, I was like, Platin. That's like what, like, like, like the people that wear like those patterned shirts. <laughs> Plaid, Platin. Well, sometimes uh, they wear those shirts. Depend. You're right. I can't judge them. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really cool that you can do that, and I guess there's 17 characters that you can play with in gloomhaven but then when your character or one of your characters die another one shows up somewhere down the road and you can only get these new characters the more you play because sometimes out of nowhere you get cards that would say oh you unlocked a new character okay yeah so, so that's that's really cool mm -hmm. uh see the tearing up the card part 
really gets to me. I was like, can't can we just agree to put this in like in a black envelope and not look at them again until the game resets or the game? That we, no, no, no. <laughs> Here's a really screwed up thing. They give you stickers. Okay. And it fucks up everything. It changes the whole entire board game. The board game does not stay the same. It changes throughout the whole entire gameplay. There'll be new mountains. There'll be new towns. There'll be a bunch of really weird stuff all over the map. Uh, what if I laminate it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 uh, that seems like a bad investment. Yeah. Or maybe it's a really awesome investment. I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from what I've seen so far from what people are saying is they have the time of their life playing these games. And uh, they say it's worth their money. So I, I don't really know because I've never really experienced it. But uh, this is something I would like to try someday. Yeah. The, uh, this is like the perfect game that we could have played in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just we'll come over for an hour and we'll, we'll play whatever. But now, yeah, because we have a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that bothers me. All right. <laughs> um, I really don't know. I mean, if you get it and, I'll, and I visit you, then I'll, I'll, I'll play a chapter with you. But yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. All right, Anton. Anything else for Gloomhaven? Uh, nope. I'm just excited to think about buying it <laughs> <laughs> all right well if people want to support you buying it if you decide to buy it how can they do that they can do that by going to www.the2oc.com and uh, purchase anything that uh, they heard about on the show in their show notes and also they can click on the banner to go to amazon and give us a little kickback for anything that they buy they can also go to our website to buy stickers and t-shirts. That will help as well. Sweet. And they can also follow us on social media at the 2LC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or they can send us an email to mail at the 2LC.com. And don't forget to give us a five-star thumbs up, whatever their the rating system on your podcast or podcast listening app is. And uh, I think that's it. Anything else, Anton? Nope, that's it. All right, I think my mind is melting right now because it's really hot in my room right now and it's only going to get hotter this weekend. Fun. Uh, I, got my, I already got my portable AC unit set up, so. Yeah, I'm fine here. I got central air. You know what? You're right. I can't, <laughs> not just that, but I can't complain because I think in the in the terms of weather, you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have it worse. Yeah, it's I mean, hot like, outside. I'm like, Anton, Anyways. it's like 90 degrees today. We had a monsoon. Okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really compare. No. Anton, it's sprinkled. We had a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duol. <laughs>